Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Now, let's join our hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam. I'm back. I'm still here. Um, thank you for all the messages. I'm joined this week, sadly not by Matt, who's unavailable, but for a good reason. It's his daughter's birthday, so happy birthday, Layla. Joining me, though, is the incomparable, the celebrity of the show, it's Stefan Stefan. Hey! When you said celebrity, people genuinely must have thought you were going to uh, introduce Laura. Well, she's she's famous for a very different reason, um, which... Due to uh, a recent legal letter I've received, I'm no longer allowed to talk about. Oh. Oh, dear. You're not only friends now, are you? No, definitely not. Uh, But hello, everybody. Uh, I am back. Um, I want to say a massive apology uh, to start with. The show's been uh, hit and miss uh, on and off for a few weeks. Uh, That's purely down to me. Uh, I've not been well. Um... Uh, it's not been a secret about COVID <laughs> striking me down and I, I'm struggling to get over it. So uh, apologies, everybody. Um, I'm, I'm doing my best. Uh, I've got a cough sweet in. Um, so if you hear me sucking on a sweet, apologies. <laughs> I'll try and edit out every cough and everything. Uh, the show's not going to be as long as normal. It is the Halloween special. Um, as the intro music would have suggested. So again, apologies. We normally have a lot of fun on this. I'm going to do my best, basically, and that's all anyone can uh, ever do. Yeah, this is Sam proving how much he loves you guys that he won't let me do another one with, with you in charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Matt. Look, I I, w- I would have let you do this show, the Halloween special, but Matt was unavailable. No, um, no. And hey, at least this time I didn't send it out with weird heavy breathing edited. Yeah, that so was odd. That was an that. increase. I'm getting better at each one. Yeah, yeah. When when you're running the desk, it, it does. I am nervous. I'm not going to lie, but no. I, <laughs> you and me both, brother. You and me both. I, I thought the last show you put together was okay. It was good. Thank you. It's very odd for me listening, though. It is. Very oh, I bet. Yeah, it is like because I when when we record and it's me doing it and I put the thing together, I do end up listening to myself back and I do cringe a lot sometimes at things I say. It's like oh, in the moment that was funny. Is it still funny? Yeah, and like people must look at it sometimes and think, wow, Sam edits this. You know, <laughs> you know he that, left that in. <laughs> yeah, he left that in. And a lot of times it's because I think to myself, like when you when you hear something out of context, you can really just go, oh wow, that's. That's not good. But in the context of the show and people listening, I hope everybody gets the sense of humour. So I tend to, to leave it in, let stuff ride. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's weird. But I end up, because I do the editing, I end up listening to pretty much the whole show. Yep. So every week I do listen to my own show, which is weird, which is an odd thing. See, that's the thing for me. I can't. I cannot stand my own voice. Obviously, we do another podcast together and we do this occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. I never listen. I can't listen to my no. own voice. So I absolutely love helping you on Spurs news. 
<laughs> but at the same time, it means that on a Thursday when I'm on the exercise bike, normally listening to this show, yeah, I can't. Because <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, you should. I, it's my own voice. I don't like it. Nah, you should. It's it's fun. I mean, it's the best thing is when you record the show and you forget all about it, and then you then listen to it back and you're like, wow, I said what? Ooh, damn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's happened a couple of times because you send me sound clips. So, do you remember when you said this? Oh yeah. no. Yeah, I'm pretty cruel like that. Yeah. Or uh, you yeah. forget you say something and then it appears on Amazon. It's it's all very strange. Shut up. <laughs> What's that, like five minutes it took you to bring that up? Yeah. Do you have any idea how much that still hurts? <laughs> anyway, moving on from that. Um, I want to say a, a big thank you as well to the people at Manscaped.com. Um, the people at Manscaped.com, uh, I, <laughs> I genuinely didn't think we'd sold enough and everything to get a uh, formal sponsorship deal with them. However, in my final podcast talking about it, clearly a few people decided, oh, do you know what? I forgot I was going to buy some of that. And you did. And so a massive thank you to everybody who supported us by buying products from them because they've said, yes, please, we'd like to do a a further sponsorship with you. It's going to run November, December, January. Nice. Um, So next week's show, you'll hear us do... Uh, a new promotion with them. Um, but yeah, I want to say a big thank you. They've also been incredibly patient with me because obviously I've not been well. Uh, they sent me through an email with an agreement, <laughs> etc., for me to sign and get back to them. I haven't. Um, I explained to them why, and, and they were great, absolutely brilliant. And have now sent through information adjusting the agreement, like so taking it to a new month and things. So yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, it looks like the promotion, we're going to get some stuff going into like the Black Friday sale, which I know is a massive thing in America and kind of exists here, but uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know about you. I've worked I, in shopping centres. Black Friday is a scary place to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, I mean, I, I, I escaped retail before that phenomenon arrived, but I, I can imagine it's awful. But the um, it looks like there's going to be some promotions around that, and they're going to be very good. So um, if you've looked at the Manscaped products, using them, and might be interested in something else, keep an eye out for next week where we'll start talking about it. Perfect if Christmas you've... presents. It really is, yeah. For yourself um, or for your loved one, doesn't matter. Perfect Christmas present. God, God you're good. You're, you're good at this. I like that. It's like Matt. Matt's so professional with his <laughs> Manscaped promos. I um, the last podcast, I tried to do a bit of a promo for you, and I was just like, this is awkward. I'm talking about my balls on yeah. a podcast. Yeah, I heard. Thanks. Thank, thank, I, I tried. That. I tried. Manscaped, I tried. Yeah, you, you you did try. You're very trying. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I find quite interesting, or a few people have pointed it out to me, is I did the... Um, Matt's got a feature, they've got balls. Or, yes got balls and a few people have noticed i edited it wrong so i don't know if you've even noticed this but for about five or six weeks my promo voice i say they've got ball i don't say balls i misedited it i've cut the s off i've listened i have not noticed that no now i've said it everybody everybody's gonna hear it but a few people emailed in and just like went, 
one of you, uh, one of you, uh, ball disenfranchised, are you? And I was like, damn it, people have noticed. <laughs> I heard it straight away and I just kept my mouth shut because I was like, <laughs> I don't want to do it again. So I, I spent. So... The funny thing is, with stuff like that, is you think it's quite straightforward. Like, you got, get the little bit of music. I literally just shout into the microphone. I then add, like, reverb and stuff like that. That should be dead simple. <laughs> No. It took me freaking ages just to say you've got balls. And I'm like <laughs> you didn't getting say so that? annoyed, so annoyed with myself. And I finally got it to a point where I'm like, oh, that'd do. And yeah. I've messed the edit up. Oops. Oh, yeah. But but anyway, I'm, I'm going to try and get it redone. Sorry. I, I personally blame my uh, voiceover guy who who's amazing and does so much for me, which is so kind. But, you know, he hasn't been well himself. If he'd been better, he could have done that. So it's on him. It's not on me. It's on him. All his fault, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, we're approaching ten minutes in. I ought to talk about Tottenham at some point. <sighs> yeah. We beat Burnley. We won a game. Yeah, in, in the League Cup uh, last night, uh, as we record this, is the 28th of October, the Thursday. Yes. Uh, it is the Halloween special, very spooky. Um, <laughs> like and... I said earlier, nothing as scary as our current form. Yeah, no, no, not not much. I don't know. The bloody Charles Play movies used to scare the shit out of me. I love they're... those films, but that's a whole other. Yeah, I think you're <laughs> mental. I, I did see which cracked me up. You know, like Halloween in America is like such a bigger thing. Yes. Um, yes. Someone dressed their four-year-old. It must have been about four. I don't know, looked more toddly, maybe three, hmm. as Chucky. Amazing. And the costume was amazing. Like, really, like, oh my God, that's a doll come to life. And they, so walked, cool. they walked down a street doing, like, some trick-or-treating, and they got to, like, a restaurant where the restaurant window was, like, people sat in the window. Yeah. And the kid decided the kid was going to go and knock on the window. And just mm-hmm. knocked a winner, and all these people at the tables absolutely shat themselves. <laughs> and, then, and then just all burst out laughing because obviously, once you got that initial, oh my god, that's Chucky, and then your brain goes, no, it's not you, idiot, that's just a film, that's a kid. You laugh because you're like, oh, oh my god, brilliant. I can't believe I jumped. But yeah, this, this little kid was just like, look at the power I have. All I got to do is rattle on windows and people are literally jumping out of their skins. Oh, man. Uh, Next year, the five-year-old is being dressed up as Chucky. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's just good for a laugh. Um, but yeah, Tottenham, we did. We beat Burnley. Um, we me did. and you watched the game. Um, yeah, because by, we enjoy uh, pain. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's, 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 very, it's very difficult for me. And I'll tell you why it's difficult for me. Because... I don't dislike Nuno as a coach, as a person. Yep. He seems a genuinely good guy. Yep. Um, he seems... Uh, I think he did a great job at Wolves. But the thing that's kind of bothering me at the moment, and, and I, I kind of said it back when I was last on the show, and it hasn't changed, which is worrying. I can't see a direction. Like, I can't see a style of play. Yep. I can't see a... Like, like for me, it feels like even if the results weren't great and the football was kind of, you know, not great at the moment, but if you could see that they were working towards something, 
Yeah, we like were I, I texting each other last night about this, yeah, weren't we? Saying, you know, yeah. if we could, if we were watching it and we were saying, do you know what, look, he's trying to get us to be a counter-attacking team. Yeah. We're not used to the counter-attacking, so therefore we're probably giving the ball away a bit too much. But you can yeah. see that when we do win the ball, we're trying to get it out wide and hit on the counter. It's just not quite there yet. Because it's like... The, You'd be okay. Been, yeah, there's been managers in the past. I mean, the perfect example for anyone who knows me, I, I really didn't enjoy us under AVB. Genuinely didn't. Yeah. A lot of people uh, liked it. But I could see what the way he wanted us to play. Does that does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, I, even though, for me... I didn't enjoy it that much. I could at least see a pattern forming. Now, again, this is just my personal opinion. A lot of people disagree with me on this. I personally think AVB had that great season with us purely because Gareth Bale, for that season, was the best player on the planet. Oh, yeah, he was scoring, like, absolute wonder goals out of nowhere. and It was ridiculous. Like, literally, the team tactics that season should have just been giving a Gareth I'm pretty sure they were. And I think it was, yeah, I think in certain games, that's all it was. Because was it, the guy um, was unplayable. Yeah, it was like Leon or something in the Europa League. And I remember like being a goal down or something right until the very, very end. Free kick, Bale scored an absolute world yeah. of a free kick. And we were all like, oh, oh was, we're great. Okay. It was, it was constant. It yeah. was just the guy was next level. The goal against West Ham. Um, yeah. Southampton in his last game. Yeah, Sunderland. Sunderland, sorry. It was was a goal against uh, Norwich, I think, where he basically just picked the ball up on the halfway and just ran past like five people and scored. Yeah. Uh, It was like another level to to anything we did. And it was great to watch. Yeah. But uh, it kind of... It just I don't know. I I never settled with AVB. Possibly it was the Chelsea thing. I I don't know. Yeah, but I could at least see what he was trying to get us to do. Um, Tim Sherwood was just an unmitigated fuck up. Let's not talk about that. Oh, I, I still um, remember being in the stands and us all singing "Where the Fuck's Our Manager" because he used uh, to go and sit in the stands for a better view. Oh, I hated him. I, I hate still... him just as much when he's now a pundit as well. He starts talking, and I'm just like, ah. There, there are very, there are very few. There's lots of people who I disagree with, and I, I dislike and stuff like that for political football, whatever reasons and everything. There's very few I'd actually think to myself. Do you know what? I think if I'm actually around that person, I could be in trouble. I could hit them. And Tim Sherwood's one of those people. <laughs> Tim Sherwood and Graham Souness, they're my two. Yeah. Yeah, and Alan Titchmarsh, but that's a. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so it's a deep-seated personal reasons there. We we'll, we'll, we won't go into that. Um, but yeah, I I just it was ridiculous, and it was like a a caretaker situation that the chairman decided to make permanent because he's a prat. Um, but that aside, then when Pochettino came in, go remember he wasn't the guy I wanted when we got him. No, he came from Southampton, so immediately you're thinking he's out of his depth. Yeah, a conversation I hear a lot, by the way. Um, and but I could actually see like the results weren't good, the football wasn't good, but I could actually see what he was trying to get us to do. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, well, because I can see this, give him the summer where he can change some of the players, and you know, maybe we'll improve. The following season, 
man, it was chalk and cheese. Remember that next season? Because I remember Eric Dyer being used as a defensive midfielder yep. in the in the preseason, and I'm going, this is what the club are so. Skin, he's a right gonna, back. What is going on? Well, yeah. I'm just like this is ridiculous. We, we we're not going to spend any money. So Pochettino's having to convert Eric Dyer. Oh my god, this is just. And then the season start, and I'm like, that was a stroke of freaking genius. Yeah, what guy, a legend. <laughs> yeah, the the guy the guy's a sensation, and everyone seems to forget that season where England were selecting Eric Dyer as the defensive holding midfielder. Everyone in the country is like he's the answer to all England's prayers that he yeah. can play this role, and that was Pochettino. Pochettino coached that and coached into a system where Eric Dyer literally allowed our fullbacks to become wingers. Yeah, all that Eric Dyer did, all he ever did was slot in at right back or left back constantly, yeah. and that that was it. He was just there. He was just there constantly to do it, and Vertonghen. Older, very old. I mean, that team that season, like I said, it was chalk and cheese from the season before under Pochettino. Yeah. Because we all saw the direction he was trying to take us in. He then had the summer to work to build it, and everyone bought into it. And boom, next season it was it was excellent. It brings us to Jose. Jose, I never enjoyed the football under Jose, but I could see what we were doing. Yeah, counter attack football. It was awful to watch, but it was one of those things where you're looking at it and you're like, "We as a club sold our soul for, to try and win trophies with Jose Mourinho." Yeah, and me and Matt, we'd have these discussions on the show. It's like you've got to look at his CV and go, "Okay, you know, we've not won anything. You've won all of that. All right, we are gonna." Do what you say, and and the the squad did. You know, you could see it. You could see the pattern, the way we were playing. The the issue is, it was football had moved on, and Jose hadn't. Yeah, and it became pretty clear by the midpoint of our second seat. You know, he came in, and then the first full seat by midpoint, uh, everybody could see it wasn't working. Yeah, teams just knew it. Just knew exactly how Jose was setting us up. And just dominated the ball against us. And, you know, you'd get an odd result where you'd be like, wow, the system really works. Like beating Man City or something like that. Yeah. The, the, the absolute freak result of smashing Man United 6-1. It was like you were kind of looking at them going, wow, you know, when it clicks, this, this is could great. really work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we all, some more than others, and I'm going to put myself in this bracket, kind of deluded myself for a long time with that thinking, you know, when this works, it really works. Everybody was attending games week in, week out. And don't get me wrong, I watch every game. Yeah. Because I do the updates on the page and, and, I, and I talk about it. It was just bad to watch. I yeah. mean, it was bad. And it just got worse. And then the results... and. I think Jamie Carragher hit the nail on the head when he said, when you are all about the result, like your football style doesn't matter, but as long as you win and you're not winning... There's a problem. There's there's a problem. And he had to go Yep. when he did. Um, And it was the right decision. And Mason came in, breath of fresh air, trying to get us playing again. Uh, Everyone forgets, like the last day of the season, we beat Leicester. 
which we had no right to do in yeah. that game. Yeah. No right to do that at all. Um, now, forget the manager hunt for the summer. Just forget that for a minute. We appointed Nuno. Mm-hmm. We are, I think it's nine games in the Premier League. Ten? I, I don't know how many games in the Premier League we are. Mm. Um, but we are a chunk into the season now. We've played Europa Conference League fixtures, League Cup fixtures, Premier League fixtures. I've not seen yet what we're doing. Like yeah. We started with a different formation. It's changed twice. I don't. I'm watching every game, and the players don't look like they have any clue of what they're supposed to do going forward. I mean, we joked last night. So Lacelso had enough. Uh, Lacelso had an incredible chance to score last night, yeah. and he messed the shot up completely. And then you messaged me, and it was like, we've waited 112 minutes for that shot. Yeah, that was our first was, shot what? on target in 112 minutes of football. Luckily, we had another one very soon afterwards. But, yeah, wow, that's insane. Like, yeah, we've played nine games this season. In fairness, I didn't realise. We've actually won five, lost four. Yeah, but the problem not... is, it's the way that we've lost those four. And mm. even the way that we've won the others, like... I messaged you last night saying, look, I don't care about the result tonight. I don't care if we lose tonight. I just want to see the team playing with a purpose. Yeah. Like you say, have an actual plan and from being able to see the game, watching it going, oh, okay, so we're playing with that style. Right, okay. Just just having a style of play. And we won and there was still no real style of play. I... The, the problem is, is Jose Mourinho was almost became reliant on the brilliance of Kane and Son. Yeah. In that season, if you take them away, you give, you put Kane in the form he's in now, like in that Jose season. Oh, we're in bottom half of the table. We're we're dire dire yeah. straits. It is very very difficult, very difficult to to watch right now. Kane is uh, I try not to go on about it because it just sounds like I've got an agenda I don't have an agenda I, I, I'm i generally annoyed at him but yep. the bloke's playing like he don't care he's like lazing around the pitch yeah there's... and if that's no you're right that, it's so difficult because it's like you, you've got all these images in your mind of him as a character him as a person and clearly I was wrong Clearly, that isn't him because you'd like to think that once the decision was made, you know, right, fine, you want to leave. They've not paid the money. Yep. He, he cracks on, but he hasn't. He, no, surely no one can watch him this season and say, "Oh, he's doing his best." Yeah, no, not even, not even slightly. No, there was a I mean, match I watched. Was it last week? The week before. And he just constantly, like, the ball was bouncing off of him. Last yeah. season, the ball was played to him, and it was, like, glued to his feet. Yeah. This season, it's bouncing off his shin. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's... that's not... What are you doing, man? Like, it, it's almost... I think I said to Matt, it's almost like he's turned around and gone, Ooh, if no one's going to pay £150 million for me, I'll make myself a £70 million player. Yeah. Um. I mean, oof. Someone come in and offered a hundred million in January. You gotta be tempted, aren't you? Oh, surely, surely you are. 
it's it's a it's a madness. It's a, it is an absolute madness. But he's managed to get to a point where the vast majority of Tottenham fans now would be like, yeah, just go then. Yeah. You know, if you don't like us that much, you know, it's, it, that you're and willing to That's what allow... it's coming across as. It's coming across as the fact that he doesn't like this club. He doesn't like the fans. Yeah. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's got a lovely new PR team that are putting out brilliant tweets after every match now. Yeah, bullshit. But, yeah, before that, when it was him doing his, his stuff, I, I don't think he made a comment after the first two or three games. No, he didn't say nothing. Um, no, it's it's embarrassing, but it's it's what it is. And what we got to deal with. Um, what what are your thoughts on the fact you said about you know nine league games, five wins, four defeats? Those four defeats have all been London derbies. Yeah, that's what's painful. We've lost to Chelsea three 0 Arsenal three one, West Ham one nil, and Palace three nil. Yeah. I mean, so that means in London derbies in the league this season, we're ten in one. Yeah, it hurts. That that's what hurts. You want that, to be winning the local games. You want to see the players fired up and ready to go for those London but games. But that's that's the issue. Like that's the thing. Those games, like we beat Newcastle, we beat Aston Villa. Both Newcastle and Aston Villa at the moment are in bad form. Well, I say most teams have beaten those two. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, Villa are in poor form. Newcastle, we know, is a mess until they they get some transfer windows under their belt. Yeah. Now, when it comes to when it comes to the situation now with London derbies, these are games where the teams you're playing against are going to be up for it. What was embarrassing about the West Ham game is West Ham never got out of second gear. They didn't no. need to. No, and that's the biggest issue: is the fact that they didn't need to. No, they just cruised that whole game, waited for a set piece, and it was Harry Kane on the set piece. And I mean, him. don't get me wrong, Harry Kane made no real effort to get to the ball in front of Antonio. However, no. I'm looking at that from a coach or a manager's point of view. Yeah. What is Harry Kane doing marking their forward? Well, you want your biggest, strongest defender on their biggest, strongest player. Typically, Kane goes to the near post on corners and free kicks in that direction, and tries to defend from that from there. Yeah, and then the others pick it up. But you're right; it's just I, I'm from a coach's point of view. I've got someone like Dyer, for example, who's a big lump in front yeah. of their big lump striker. It's it's baffling. It is absolutely baffling. And mm. the worst thing is, is like his fans. There are times where, like, you go up against a team, like you play against Liverpool, you play against Man City, and you watch how they play football, move the ball, and you're just like, "Wow, that was amazing!" Yeah. That goal they just scored against us. Oof, well, yeah, that's something else. Yep. When you watch a situation like that against West Ham, and you're kind of like, "I'm not a football person. I, I watch the game, but I'm not like a coach. I'm not qualified or anything like that." Mm-hmm. But even I could tell you going into the game. That is how they score their goals. Yeah, they've scored like more like, goals from set pieces than anything else or something. Yeah. It's like, what, what, you know, you rested that entire team for the Europa Conference League, which we then lost that game. And we are now in genuine trouble of not getting straight out the group. Because oh. obviously, only the group winner goes through. Yeah. Second yeah. place has to play the team that got knocked out of the Europa League. 
Yeah. And yeah. we are in genuine trouble of not even hitting that spot. Yeah, so so ignoring that for a minute because that's just a whole other emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it is just a genuine I don't get what's going I don't see the direction. I don't see the plan. Now Tottenham, according to Enoch, Daniel Levy, are a big club. Mm-hmm. They project everything as a big club. World's best training facilities, world's greatest stadium. They project this image as a big club. Yep. So let me put it to you. What other big club would operate in the way we operate around our manager? Like, I I don't believe in manager merry-go-round. I think managers need to be given an opportunity to instill things, stuff like that. For me... We as fans should be able to see what the hell is going on with the team by now. That's my opinion. Yeah. Some people might not share it. Some people might like, no, come on, you're mad. He needs more time. That's fine. I completely respect that. But for me, this many games in, I should be able to see what the plan is. At least some sort of style of play or something. Yeah. I mean, some some green shoots of something that prove to us. Okay, there is a plan. This is what they're clearly working towards. Because at the moment, they have a whole week with that team purely on the training ground preparing for West Ham. Yeah. And they were shit. <laughs> and they messed and it up. Yeah. Not, and were not prepared for West Ham. Like, tactically naive, a mess. And just... And in the second that half, is what worries me. Shot. Yeah, that is what worries me. It's not... So what is happening? What is going on? There is something about club that is not right, and it like I, I think I, I said to you, like, I don't like to use the expression "out of depth." Yeah. If you are a fully qualified manager who has managed in the Premier League, you should be able to deal with the Premier League. Yep. However, I mean, you came back with me and said Oli got a Solskjaer, Cardiff relegated, now United, so it's a good argument. But, <laughs> but. Nuno Santos should be a qualified enough manager to be able to walk into this Spurs squad and go, right, this is my way of playing. If you guys want to be here, you play this style and we'll win games. But instead, it there's there's no style. There's no kind of anything. I'm watching him on the sideline and he's mainly just stood there with his arms crossed, licking his lip. Or stroking his beard. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why is there no shouts to the players? Why is there no, I mean, substitutions? Um, well, the substitutions thing. I mean, we are playing Burnley last night. It's nil-nil into the second half. The away fans, by the way, the Tottenham fans, I mean, you can't knock them. They travelled to Burnley on a Wednesday night. In the uh, pissing must rain. Have, must have been our full allocation there. I mean, there was a load of them there. I, I mean, I can't pay enough tribute to you guys who made that journey. And yet, they're singing, Nuno, make a sub. Nuno, Nuno, make a sub. Yeah. And he did. He then made two changes and we scored like five minutes later. Now, I'm not saying that the fans singing that to him got him to do it, but it is embarrassing that, that your fans, fans are singing it. <laughs> that the fans have got to a point where they're like, Seriously, are you not going to do anything? Yeah, yeah. And like we, we as fans can see what's going on on the pitch. And no, we're not experts, but 
you know, these people who have dedicated enough to travel to Burnley on a Wednesday night for a 7.45 kickoff, it's an asshole of a place to get in and out of Turf Moor. It really is. Yeah. And they've gone and done that. And, I mean, I watched that last night, man. It was crap. People go, yeah, well, we won. Yeah, we did win, but it wasn't entertaining. Football's supposed to be entertainment. It is supposed to be a form of entertainment. Yeah, and I go back with that to that Daniel Levy interview, which really, I think, kind of screwed Nuno up before he even started. With Levy saying, we're going to find a manager that respects the DNA of the club and is going to play the Tottenham way. Don't say that. For God's sake, don't say that. Because now, any manager that doesn't come in and get the team playing prime Pochettino ball... Well, he said that, and then appointed Paratici, who... A (laughs) defensive-minded... Who decided we needed a defensive-minded... I mean, it's... I don't get it. I, I honestly don't get what the club structure is. I don't get what the plan is. I, I don't see a style of play. It is very... Like I said, I don't dislike Nuno. And, you know, I seems a nice, genuine guy. I think For that's me, one of the worst things, actually, is the fact that, like, at least with Sherwood, he was a dick. Yeah. And I was happy to dislike him. And Jose, Jose's a dick. Yeah. But he wins trophies, so it's kind of like, you're a dick, I'm never going to like you, but, okay, crack on. Nuno's yeah, a nice guy. Nuno seems like he's a nice guy, and I'm like, I like yeah. the guy. Like, I liked him at Wolves. He got them from League One to European football. Like, fair play to you. Yeah. And I'm like, then, oh, he, I really want you sacked. <laughs> but, here, but here's the thing, he got sacked from Wolves. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he left Wolves because they both decided, no, 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 they... they Ended his contract. He got sacked. If they you did it both in a really agree, nice way. Yeah, if you both agree to walk away, that means the club is getting ready to sack you because they're happy to let you leave. Yeah, they, they, they did a deal. They did it in a nice way to let him finish out the season and everything. Yeah, and the fans obviously had a massive affection for him, but the vast majority of them are like, "Oh, the football's so much better now." Yeah. And, and, you know, I think they finished one place different to us last season. And uh, so yeah, we've literally so. taken on a manager who got sacked from someone... Below who us. Got a league, yeah, who got a league place below us when we are unhappy with the league place we had. Yeah. And, uh, it's so, so difficult to, to sort of get my head around what, what, the, what the thinking is what the plan is you know because so much information comes out and i and i read it i see it i sort of digest it it's like okay well that makes sense but then it's like contradictory on a regular basis it's like daniel levy we're going to appoint a coach who has the tottenham dna then appoints paratici who clearly doesn't have that yeah and clearly is going to appoint a coach who plays a defensive italian style of football yeah that made no sense it made no sense. Like, don't get me wrong. As a part Italian myself, I yeah. understand how the Italian way football works. Yeah. Um, ignoring how the Italian national team play, because Mancini's got them playing something which is completely alien to all Italians. But yeah, if it you, wins, though. yeah, it wins. But if you watch the Italian league, the Italian league is based around solid defence. Yeah. You, you yeah. know and. We're not going to let you score, so therefore we're going to win the game. And that's how it works. 
Which is yeah. actually really, if you think about it, that was Jose's plan. Yeah, he's getting on really well at Roma. Yeah, his plan is, I'm not going to let you score, so therefore that means we can win the game. And yeah. that will work in Italy. But he's now, this new person, Petici's coming to us, and it's like, no, wait a minute, no, we just sat the last guy that was doing this, because it was crap. Yeah. I think that's part of the biggest problem, is we've not improved. No. Like, we have not improved at all. So, whereas it's nine games into a league season, and a lot of people could say, oh, you need to give him more time, da, da, da. We've not seen any improvement. He had, you know, no. he had part of pre-season. He's had all these training sessions. And, yeah, there's loads of debate around, oh, yeah, but we have players missing with this and Kane situation. Yeah, I know he's had a lot to contend with, but we should be able to see something, some form of a style or something coming through and we're just not. And then it's a case of, well, how long do you leave it then? Mm-hmm. Do you wait until Christmas and then you're out of various competitions and your league forms so bad you know because like you said one five lost four that's Tottenham of the 90s kind of stuff yeah and we won the first three so really if you look at the six it's after like, that it's two for four yeah it's like win a game lose a game win a game lose a game mm-hmm. it's, it's, non, it's nonsense and it is it is a f- complete throwback to how crap we used to be. And if we were to say, say we wait until January, let's just say we wait until the January transfer market and see what we can do there. By then, yeah. there's a good chance that we could be out of all the cups. Yeah. Being, I mean, can you imagine a club the size of Spurs yeah. getting knocked out of the Europa Conference League in the group stage? Well, I can. And the problem is, is apathy. Because the vast majority of our fans have a, oh, bomb it out, nobody cares. I friggin' care. It's a trophy. That, that is a European trophy. There, Like, I grew up, there were three European trophies. Yep. The UEFA Cup, Cup Winners' Cup, and the European Cup. There were always three. So a third European trophy to me is a thing. This is the first ever one. The first ever Europa Conference League. It's going to go on for years we could win it. We could be the first ever champions of that. What that would mean is, is again, it's another record no one can take away from us. Yeah. Like, we're the first team in the 20th century did the double. The first team, non-league team, to win the FA Cup. All these different things. Like, people can add to tallies. Like, we've won the FA Cup eight times. Look, a few other clubs have gone past that again now, and that's fine. But we can always add to it. At some point, if yeah. we had a period of dominance... That could go up to like 15, 20, you know? Yeah. Um, you can add to these things, but there can only ever be one team that does it first. Tottenham, the first club in Britain to win, oh, sorry, first English team to win a European trophy. Yeah. No one can ever take that away from us. And if you actually look at the teams that are in that Europa Conference, oh, it's completely winnable. Roma are genuinely the only team that stand out that make us go, ooh. They got spanked 6-1 the other night in yeah, that competition. by the leaders of the Norwegian or something, yeah. wasn't it? And it was like, yeah. oh, okay. They got absolutely decked. Yeah. And there's, you know, peak Jose. It just yeah, that was the Norwegian champions. And you're like, okay, actually, we really should be. Like, if we get less than at least quarter to the semi-finals, then that, we have failed in that competition. We have 100% failed. And we are genuinely looking at struggling in the group. Yeah, and this is it. How long do you wait? How long do you wait until you make a decision? 
I I honestly feel like, and this is a ridiculous, and this is a ridiculous situation if it's true, but I honestly feel like the club is waiting for Pochettino to get sacked. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like yeah, I feel like they're just waiting because PSG is a weird ass club, and <laughs> all it all it take is for him to lose a couple of games in the Champions League, you know, maybe draw with Lille at the weekend, and they're likely to fire him. Yeah, now, they, there's happened, no kind of credit in the bank or anything in that club. It's very much no. a case of what happened last week. Yeah, now if that happens, right. This is the thing. Nuno's got a contract with us, which is only two years with a break clause this summer. Which means if we fired him today, it's going to cost us next to nothing. Like the club basically appointed this guy and negotiated a contract which was completely in Tottenham's favour. I mean, can you imagine hiring a manager for two seasons and already having a break clause after the first one? That's because they got no faith. That, that is literally what it screams. It, but they still appointed him. How how is that squad supposed to be feeling about him? Like I want you to I want you to do this and I want you to do this and they're all sat there thinking, you ain't gonna be here. Yeah, I need you guys to run through walls and they're like, mate, you ain't even gonna be here in the summer. Yeah, I know. And the funny thing is, is when Pochettino came in, there were senior players at the club who said that to him. Aaron Lennon famously yeah. said, "Mate, I was here before you. I'll be here after you. I'm not doing a double training session." <laughs> and then got sold, and, then and got is sold. now playing in Turkey. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, he's back in the Premiership, just, now, isn't he? Yeah, no, but still, yeah. Uh, but regardless, it is just, you know, it's it's a madness. And so I know that that's, that kind of stuff goes on, and the mentality of the players, but it feels like the club are just like. We need Pochettino back. Can you imagine? Store everything. This is actually Harry Kane's secret plan. Oh, Harry Kane is trying to get Nuno sacked so that we can have Poch back. No, Harry Kane just (laughs) wants to leave. I was just trying Uh, to make you feel better. No, no, it's not going to make me feel. I'll tell you what, make me feel better. Go on. We're going to play a stupid Halloween game. Oh, okay. You up? You up for a stupid Halloween game? Always. Excellent. Oh, here we go. It's now time for Goal or Ghoul. <laughs> right, so it's called Ghost. Sorry, it's called Goal or Ghoul. Okay. okay. Yeah. The the name of the game mm-hmm. is I am going to read you a, a player name yep. and a short bio for the player. Okay. And you have to tell me if they are a real player, a goal, yep. or if I've made them up and they're actually a ghoul. And they, I'm guessing not just Tottenham, I'm guessing we're going for any player. Oh yeah, yeah, this is any player. This, this is not, Pavlichenko it's more, goal. It's actually more <laughs> difficult than, oh, no. yeah, okay. than, than what I thought. Okay. Okay. Right, you ready? Uh, yes. Okay, so the first one yep. is Raymond... Van der Gool. Raymond Van der Gool is a Dutch goalkeeper who played for Ajax in the early 90s before moving to Italy for a couple of years to play for Udinese 
before having to retire due to a badly broken hand. He's then gone on to become the goalkeeping coach at Ajax and is still there to this day. Raymond van der Gool, is he? Is that a goal or a ghoul? Oh, oh! I'm not, I swear, there was someone with a very similar name, wasn't he? At United or something. And now I'm oh, confused no. whether it's that guy or not. Ah, see, it's all part of the game. I'm gonna say ghoul. You're gonna go ghoul. I'm gonna go ghoul. Ah, that's incorrect, I'm afraid. Ah, it is a real one. Uh, no, no, it's ghoul. I'll it's ghoul. With you. Okay. Yeah, it's ghoul. It's a ghoul. It's a ghoul. Um, right then, you ready for the next one? Okay, go on. Okay. Chris Casper. Chris, Chris Casper. Casper was a central defender who came through the Manchester United Academy and went on to play many years in various clubs in England. Uh, he played for Cardiff for some time. Uh, Chris Casper, is that a goal or a ghoul? Can I be a real geek? Can try. Can I be real? He's the chairman of South of um, Salford Town, the Man United club. So he is a real player. He's a goal. Uh, goal. You're absolutely right. Do you know how I know that? Because I play football manager too much. <laughs> you clearly do. Clearly <laughs> okay. do. Yeah. I, I was only looking at. I've, I've started a save as my local town, South End, to try and make them less crap than they actually are. And I was looking at things, and I literally saw his name like two or three days ago. Well, well done. I mean, I, I I feel feel a bit gutted that I'm I'm not getting anywhere with any of these. But that's the a, next that's one as good as it's going to get unless it's more football manager related ones. Well, probably yeah. uh, the next one, a player called Jonathan Spector. Jonathan Spector also came through the Manchester United Academy. Yeah. And went on to have a career for various clubs. I think Birmingham City he played uh, for for a while. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Jonathan Spector. A goal or ghoul? I'm saying goal because I think that name played for West Ham. You are correct. Ah. Another another one. Well done. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're free from free. I'm very impressed. Watch it all go one. down. Oh, is this the last one? Oh, Full House. Come on. This, this is Come the on. last one. Okay. You, you can do it. Yeah. I think you can do it. The last one. Mm-hmm. Timothy Witcher. Ooh. Timothy Witcher started at Liverpool, mm-hmm. came through the academy before leaving to join Blackpool, where he played for 10 seasons, including the season they were in the Premier League. He was a central defender who suffered a bad leg break at the start of their Premier League season and only got to play one game in the Premier League for the club. Long-standing servant of the club is now still a coach at Blackpool. Mr. Oh, Witcher, just for the is he pure a goal unluck a of it, I'm hoping he's a ghoul. Just for the pure unluck of 10 years at a club, one year in the Prem and missed the whole season but one game. So, are you, are you saying it's a ghoul? I'm saying it's a ghoul. Right, 100%. You, yeah. You, you're, going, you're going for a clean sweep here. You don't want to change your mind. No. You're correct, my friend. It's a ghoul. Oh, I mean, for his sake, thank goodness for that, because that would suck. Yeah, see, I, I tried to give a bit of detail. Cause I, I like that. that. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a good one. But yeah, uh, that was our game. That was... 
Goal or Ghoul. Uh, we play it every Halloween. Uh, I got to use Chris Casper and Jonathan Spector again because Matt did them last year and you didn't listen. So oh. I got to play them again. Uh, <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. Try and find bloody Halloween names out there. It's, it's mad. Yeah, I can imagine. There can't be that many. Can we do it at Christmas no. for the Christmas show? Can we try and find like Christmassy names? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll see what I can do with that. Um, but yeah, so there we go. That That's our show this week. It's a little bit shorter than usual. <laughs> Apologies, but I, I think I've done well. I've hardly coughed. So I'm going to get out of here while the going's good. <laughs> um, we will be back next week. Uh, a combination of one or two of us. I don't know who it's going to be. I'm going to do my absolute best to be back. Uh, massive thank you to the people who've messaged in. Wish me well. Um, a uh, big thank you to everybody for continuing to listen. I know the show's been on and off for a couple of weeks, and that's really frustrating. Uh, it's, it's annoying to me as well, but we'll do our damnedest to make sure that doesn't keep happening. Our 150th episode is very soon. It's in a, a couple of weeks' time um, where we're going to try and do a couple of things, which will be a laugh as well. Until then, everybody, you take care. Uh, we play Man United next. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Until next time, be safe out there, my little pretties. Come on, Spurs.